I can't stay back here no more. I, I, I couldn't stay back there no more. I had to come be a part of it. There's nothing like his presence, church. There's nothing like freedom. If you've never been bound, you may not know what it's like to be free. But if you've ever been in a place where you couldn't see up, couldn't see out, didn't know how to get loose, didn't know where to turn next, and then you get a taste of freedom, for getting excited. Pardon me because my sins were washed away by the blood. Pardon me that there's a message that's come and told me he's coming back for me. I'm sorry if this excites me, but I'm happy. I'm happy in 2022. Oh, glory. Can we talk to him for just a moment? Oh, God. You are so good. You are so wonderful. Lord, tonight we are going to turn our eyes away from every trial and tribulation and heartache. And tonight we declare that you are good. Lord, you have been good to me. You have been good to us. You have seen us through every up and down and sideways turn and things we didn't expect. And yet through it all, you have been good. You have carried us through, Lord. Lord, there's been deep waters, there's been hard trials, but through it all, Lord, Lord, that just wells up within me again. You've been so good, and we love you, and we thank you. Lord, thank you for this opportunity to start off this new year, Lord, in your presence. Lord, with an outpouring of moving of your spirit, Lord, once again, letting us know you'll never leave us or forsake us. You're here with us. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I ask even now, Lord, as we change the order of the service and begin to look at your word, Lord, that you'll just continue to move and stir up our hearts, Lord, recognizing what an opportunity we have. Lord, may this be a night of worship, a night of freedom. Lord, a night where anyone that's bound is set free. Lord, a night where each and every one of us can come up a little higher. Lord, that's our desire. 
That's where we're at right now, Lord. I ask you to take the word now and break it. Lord, the bread of life to your children. Bless the word as we read it. Lord, I ask you now that you'll just calm my nerves and allow me to speak. In Jesus' name we pray these things, Father. Amen. 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 If you'll look with me in your Bible to the book of Luke, the 18th chapter. Oh, my, how wonderful he is. How mighty is his name. We're going to look in Luke 18, verse 35, and then we're also going to read a portion of the book of Mark. Amen. Isn't he good to us? 1835, it says, And it came to pass that as he was coming nigh to Jericho, a certain blind man sat by the wayside begging. And hearing the multitude pass by, he asked what it meant. And they told him that Jesus of Nazareth passeth by. I believe he's passing by right now in this service. And he cried saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And they which went before rebuked him that he should hold his peace. But he cried so much the more, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood and commanded him to be brought unto him. And when he was come near, he asked him, saying, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? And he said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Receive thy sight. Thy faith hath saved thee. And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise unto God. Amen. Amen. If you'll look with me also in Mark 10. Verse 46, 10 and 46. And we're reading uh, the same story from a different account. It says, and, and they came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man saying unto him, be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he casting away his garment rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, what wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Amen. You may have your seats this evening. We ask that God would add his blessings to the reading of the word. Amen. How wonderful. I just have to be honest with you. I'm trying to gather myself. And it's such an incredible atmosphere. I tell you what, if... If people think jumping, shouting, dancing's all for show, couldn't nobody see me in the office. <laughs> that was just for me. That was just for me. You know, I believe that we can start off uh, the new year by letting the devil know I'm still here. Just let him know I'm still here. You say, but Brother Aaron, I struggled in 2021 and I had my ups and downs in 2021. And, but I want to say you're still here. 
You're still here fighting. You know, just remind the devil tonight, I'm still here. He's been telling you that you was going to quit. He's been telling you that you wasn't going to make it. He's been telling you that you failed too many times. He's been telling you that you was going to give up and quit. Look, he's been telling some of y'all that for 20 years. So tonight, I feel like it's a good opportunity to start and just letting him know, devil, we're still here. We hadn't gone nowhere. We hadn't given up. We hadn't turned around and run. We're still here fighting. Listen, he has thrown everything he has at us. He has thrown everything he has at us, and yet here we are at the end of 2021. We've moved past it into 2022, and we're still here fighting. And I'm just saying I want to encourage you, if you hadn't given up yet, I don't believe you're going to give up. I don't believe you're going to quit. I don't believe you're going to go back because there's a seed gene on the inside of God, and that seed gene is beginning to manifest itself, and that seed gene can't quit. It can't give up. It came from God, and it's going back to God. I can't quit. I didn't start this. I didn't begin this. I can't quit tonight. And I want the devil to know I'm still here. And I want us to look towards 2022 and now with an even greater fervency than what we've had in the past. This isn't necessarily a a New Year's message, as it were, but here we are. It is the first service of the new year. So I want to encourage us to look towards 2022 with greater fervency, with a new determination to not only to to survive another year, but to walk in victory. I'm not just going to drag through 2022, but I'm going to be victorious in 2022. I want us to, to, to... to, to within ourselves make a decision that I'm going to grab every opportunity that I have this year to serve the Lord. I want to grab a hold of every opportunity that I have in his presence. I want to recognize every time that we come together in his presence that it's an opportunity for something to happen in my life. It's an opportunity for something to happen in my family. And maybe in the past we, we've come together and it's just been another Wednesday night. It's just been another church service and we've all been guilty of that from time to time. But I want us in 2022 to take full advantage of every single opportunity that we have. Take full advantage that tonight I'm with believers of like precious faith. I still have the freedom to worship. There is a God who is moving in our midst and I want to take advantage of that tonight. We got to be more like Jacob tonight. And in this opportunity, I want as he passes by and you know he's here. You've already felt him. Even if you didn't feel him, his word says he's here. So be like Jacob tonight. And even right now, grab a hold of him and say, Lord, I'm not letting you go tonight till you meet my need. Lord, I felt your presence. That was wonderful, but I'm not letting you just move on by now. I'm not letting you go. I'm grabbing hold of you tonight and I'm not letting you go until you meet my need. Starting even tonight, let's not just say, oh, okay, 2022, Wednesday night, right now, starting tonight, this is an opportunity for you to get your healing. This is an opportunity for your deliverance. This is an opportunity for you to find the freedom of worship that you've been looking for. This is an opportunity for you to hear from God. I hadn't heard from God in a long time, brother Aaron. Right now is your opportunity. Don't put it off till later tonight. And I want you to make up your mind as we begin this service. I'm not going to miss my opportunity in his presence tonight. I'm not going to let it slip by. I'm not going to miss this. Because see, it's up to us to recognize our opportunities. It's up to us to recognize whenever he's moving my... I believe that these services are predestinated moments. But, But even... We learned from the example of the prophet, he could recognize a predestinated moment. He could see the vision, vision begin to unfold. But then he had to be ready to step into that vision and play his part. 
So yes, this is a predestinated moment. And yes, it may be a moment for you, but you got to recognize he's passing by. You got to be willing to step in. You got to be willing to lay aside the things holding you back in your own human emotion and your own human complexes and say, this is my moment. This is my opportunity and I'm going to step in to this moment. I'm not going to let him pass me by tonight. And that's exactly what we saw as we read the scripture there with Bartimaeus. He knew this was his chance. He knew this was his opportunity. It was his only chance. He wasn't going to get this chance again tomorrow. He wasn't going to have this chance again later. This was it. And he wasn't going to let that opportunity pass him by. He recognized the urgency of the moment. He recognized this is it. I've been told about this. This is the one. Why do I need to be so urgent, brother? And why? Because he's the answer to all your questions. He's the answer to that family trouble that's been going on. He's in the building tonight. He's the answer to the tormentor that's been in your mind. He's the answer to the sin question that's been plaguing you. He's the answer to those questions in your heart of why. He's the answer and he's here tonight. And he's passing by. We must constrain him. Some of you right now are are, are looking into this new year. Looking into 2022 and you have more questions than you have answers. You're looking. You don't know where you're at. You don't know what's going to unfold. None of us really do know exactly what's going to unfold, but your life is surrounded with questions. You have more hurts than you can bear. Maybe you've been engulfed with grief. Maybe depression's been knocking at your door. Pain and struggle more than you can bear. I say it's okay to miss some things, but don't miss him tonight. Don't miss him tonight because he's the answer to those questions. He can meet every one of those needs. What are you crying out to God for in this new year? What are you crying out for? Because each and every one of us have needs. You say, well, nothing really changed for me in 2021. Well, allow me to ask you, did you seek something to change for you in 2021? Did you cry out for your need every time he was near? Every one of us here tonight have needs. We all have things that hinder us. We all have things that keep us from being the Christian that we really want to be. And I just got to tell you, there are some needs that will never be met without you making a move. There are some things that will never change unless you make the move. We're sitting back going, God, change me. God, change me. God, change me. And he passes by and he passes by and he passes by. God, change me. God, change me. And he passes by. But somebody's going to go, Jesus, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I have a need, but nothing changed for me. But did you cry out to him? Did you seek him in 2021 for the change that you're looking for? You know your need tonight. You know where you lack and you know where you need to grow. And I want to tell you tonight that wherever you are right now, he's calling you. And that's what I'm going to speak to you tonight on. He calleth thee. He calleth thee. He's calling you tonight to something greater. He's calling you to something more. He's calling you tonight. For me, as I was looking at this, I read this quote. This spoke to my heart. Brother Branham's singing and he he says, faith in the Father, faith in the Son, faith in the Holy Ghost. These three are one. Demons will tremble and sinners awake. Faith in Jehovah makes anything shake. And for my heart for 2022, I want to echo this prayer, Brother Branham. He goes right into this and says, that's right. Oh, my precious faith, precious, glorious faith. God, give me faith. 
By faith, Abraham, by faith, Isaac, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Him being yet dead, yet testified, oh, how we need faith. I love him. I want more faith. My desire in this life and for this new year coming is more faith in God. God, take away any doubt that's in my mind. If there should ever arise one, Satan fights at me. He fights at you. He tries to shoot his arrows. But may I have that shield of faith always before me to withstand the wiles of the devil, to knock off his fiery darts is my sincere prayer. And as we go into this at the beginning of this year, that's where I'm at. I'm asking you, where are you at? Where do you need to grow? What do you need deliverance from? What is it that you're seeking in 2022? We read our opening scripture there about blind Bartimaeus and brother Branham does an incredible job of telling the story of Bartimaeus in several places throughout our message. And he goes all the way down through his life, even explaining in great detail the difficulties in those days of how the odds that were stacked against Bartimaeus. I love stories like that because he says things like that and the odds weren't good and the odds were against him because it shows you that against all odds, against all odds, you're going to make it against all odds in 2022. You're going to stand against all odds. You will be the ones there in Revelation three to him that overcome it. Look, the odds don't really matter. The odds don't matter tonight. They didn't matter for Bartimaeus because Jesus was walking down the road. They don't matter for you tonight because Jesus is drawing near tonight. And once Jesus shows up, the odds are no longer stacked against you. Once Jesus shows up, you and Jesus is a majority. Once he shows up, the odds are in your favor tonight. So the odds don't matter regardless of how it looks. Jesus is in the building tonight. Against all odds, you're still standing. Brother Aaron, it's getting darker and darker and more and more evil. My situation is worse than ever before. You're sitting right where Bartimaeus was sitting. You're sitting in that same spot because it was his darkest hour. And if anybody has been through anything, will tell you it's in your darkest hour when Jesus shows up. It's in the darkest hour when he moves on the scene, when you don't know how you're going to take another step. When you don't know how you're going to stand, when you don't know which way to turn, that's when Jesus comes walking on the scene. It was Bartimaeus' darkest hour. Brother Branham would describe a situation like this. In the first place, he was shut off in a blind world. Dark, never seen daylight. That's a horrible condition. He was penniless. Now to be poor and without money is a bad thing. But to be shut off in a blind world without hope, without mercy, that's a tragic scene we have. Poor man, ragged, and his odds was against him. He was shut off in darkness and was blind and was poor and was begging. And in those days, beggars strolled the streets everywhere. Lepers that couldn't work, blind, lame, halt, everything laid on the street. And a beggar had a slim chance of getting anything to eat. Maybe the man had come out of, uh, of a morning, had come and had one coin he could give to the poor. And the first one he met, he would flip it to him. That settled it. They probably didn't pay any attention to the beggars. There were so numerous, so many of them around that they didn't even pay attention to them. It was really an awful condition. Life had not gone the way Bartimaeus had intended it to go. Life had not gone the way Bartimaeus had hoped it would. Maybe you're sitting here tonight and 2021 didn't exactly go the way that you hoped it would. Maybe the last 10 years hadn't exactly gone the way that you hoped it would or the way that you figured it would. And maybe you're staring at 2022 tonight like, what now? What now? Last year wasn't good. The year before that wasn't good. I hadn't had a good year in a long time. What now? 
My job isn't exactly what I thought it was going to be. It hadn't turned out the way I'd hoped. My relationships ain't exactly how I'd hoped. My life isn't what I thought. Can I stop and tell you tonight that he's got it all in control? Can I tell you tonight that he's got plans for you that are greater than your thoughts? He has plans for you to prosper you. He has plans to see you through that he's calling you tonight through all those disappointments, through all the grief and sorrow and pain. He's calling you tonight to walk with him greater than ever before. He's calling you tonight to more of him. He's calling you tonight, church, to victory through him. Look, life, life takes roads that we never saw coming. Life takes those twists and turns. Sometimes it's because we chose the wrong road. Sometimes it's just because life throws a curveball, as it were. Things come out of nowhere. And as a boy, Bartimaeus never thought about being blind. His aspirations were never to be a beggar. He was part of God's chosen people. He had been told from the time of his birth, you're part of the chosen people. He had been raised to believe in Jehovah. He was supposed to be blessed as one of those people. As a part of God's chosen people, blessings were supposed to be upon his life. There was supposed to come a Messiah one day. And in his heart, he thought as a little boy, maybe I'll get to see him. Maybe I'll get to see the, the, the Messiah one day for myself. Oh, but now that could never happen. Now I'll never see him. Now I'll never have that opportunity. Brother Branham says, and he began to think, this is Bartimaeus sitting there that day. Of when he was a little boy running around over the hills. Just a little Jewish lad of about seven or eight years old. How he loved to pick the little yellow flowers off the banks of the Jordan. And the beautiful hill flowers of the Palestine. What pretty colors they had. And how his little dark eyes used to look at those flowers. When he would see the pretty skies. The big white clouds. But now it had been black many, many years. Then he remembered how happy he would be when his Jewish mother would call him to his midday lunch. She would, after he would eat and take him up in her arms and go out on the porch, go to rocking him for his midday nap. She'd stroke back his black hair, patting on the cheek and how his eyes would see her beautiful face. His mama, oh, how he could remember it. Brother Branham describes it so clearly that it's almost painful to think of him sitting there. Listen, church, Satan's cruel. Sin is cruel. What's been done to this world because of the fall is cruel and it's awful. But there's coming a day when all things are going to be made right. There's coming a time when all those things are going to be wiped away. Bartimaeus is sitting there dwelling on these things. And he remembered too that she used to tell him Bible stories. That's good for mothers to tell your children those things. Bring up a child in the way it should go. And when it gets old, it will not depart from you. That's what the scripture says. And she would rock him and tell him of the great Jehovah. And there he was sitting blind and how he must have been thinking this little boy, how his mama used to get him on her lap and tell him of the great stories of how God did great things. And maybe his favorite story was when Moses crossed the Red Sea or when Joshua entered the promised land just a few hundred yards below where they were at. Oh, how his little bright eyes would flash and say, oh, mother, tell me that story again before you rock me to sleep. And as he'd take his hands and pat her pretty cheeks as that young Jewish mother rocked him. Little did he know that he'd be sitting there blind someday. Maybe some of you, little did you know, you'd be sitting here where you're at today. In whatever situation and condition you find yourself in. This isn't what I intended to be. 
This isn't where I intended to be, how I intended to be. I remember the Bible stories. I remember the things I wanted to grow up and serve God. I wanted to grow up and go in a rapture. I wanted to see the coming of the Lord. I wanted to be an overcomer, but now, but now look at me. Look where I'm at now. This isn't what I intended to be. I didn't intend to be in a lukewarm condition, just a church member. You know, many times we talk about all these uh, uh, things that we, people can be delivered from, depression and anxiety, pornography, you name it. And those things, are, those are mighty deliverances. But one of the hardest things to ever see someone delivered from is a lukewarm church member spirit. Because they don't recognize that the situation they're sitting in is one of death. They don't recognize that they're just sitting there once again. It's another Wednesday night. Here I am. None of us intended to be lukewarm church members. None of us intended to be backslidden or sitting on the pew with sin in our life. None of us started this race to not finish. And yet here he is now. I'll never see him. I'm blind. I'm blind. I'm never going to see him. I'm going to be a beggar all my life. That's all I'll ever be. This is who I am. Well, the devil loves to get you in that place right there. Of this is just who I am. This is just a family trait that's passed down. I can't help it. This is just a family thing. This is how my daddy was. This is who I am. High passion runs in my family. So it's an excuse for, for my inability to constrain myself. He gets you in that place. Oh, this is just who I am. And we get to where we think of we, we believe, but we can't believe for ourselves. Oh, they can be saved. They can be set free. Yes, he can be delivered. They can shout in death because they can receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He won't ever fall on me because I'm unworthy. He won't move in my life. It can never happen for me because this is my condition. You've been told all the stories. You know God has done wonderful things. You know he, he did these wonderful things in Brother Branham's day. Mom and dad maybe have told you all the stories or maybe if you weren't raised in the message, maybe you just heard it right here over the pulpit. God sent a message. You were a part of God's chosen people. Brother Branham's ministry had mighty works. Evening Light Tabernacle has been mighty works. And up until tonight, it's all been stories. Up until that moment for Bartimaeus, it had all been stories. It had been what mama told him. Mama had told him there was a savior. Mama told him the Red Sea opened. Mama told him about Joshua. But all those things that was just stories was moments away from becoming a reality. He was moments away from an encounter that would change his life forever. Up until this point, it's just been stories. Oh, brother Aaron, I know salvation's promised, but maybe it's not for me. I, I know there's promised healing. I know there's to be deliverance. I, I know the Holy Ghost can be poured out on people. I know there's a promised rapture. But because of the condition you find yourself in tonight, you don't think it's possible to obtain it for yourself. You've been depressed so long that this is just who I am. This is just how I have to live. I've been sick so long that maybe healing is just not for me. I've struggled with sin so long. This is, I'll, I can never be free. I'm just not an overcomer. I can't go in a rapture. Maybe I'll be granted life at the great white throne judgment. You've been lukewarm so long. I'll never be on fire like that, brother. 
I'll never have that close relationship with the Lord like that sister does. I've been bound by fear for so long. There's so much fear. It's fear that keeps people from freedom of worship. I've been bound by fear so long that I'll never be able to worship freely like all those others do. I'll never have that true freedom of joy that comes with being set free in the presence of Almighty God. I'll never have that. I'll never have that. I'll never have that. But I say it's 2022 and Jesus is calling you tonight. It's 2022 and he's walking down your road tonight. It's 2022 and if you choose, those things can no, don't have to just stay stories. They can be a reality right here on a Wednesday night at Evening Light Tabernacle for you, for your children in your life. It doesn't have to remain a story tonight. Brother Branham says, let's just think of the old beggar sitting there now in his ragged clothes, shivering down into the shadows. He didn't know how far he had to go to get into the sunshine. Maybe get run over by a horse if he got out any further. Sitting there in that hopeless, helpless condition and not knowing that just right down the road comes salvation. There might be that one person sitting here tonight, maybe not so desperate as that man was, but not knowing that right here in the next hour is salvation for you. So the man anyhow was blind sitting there, wintertime coming on, hopeless, helpless, nothing to eat, hungry, sitting outside of the walls of a great cruel city. And it's coming wintertime, shivering in the cold. What a tragic scene. My picture that could picture some darkness and not knowing that just down the road, a little peace come relief for him. There might be some of you sitting here tonight in almost that condition, hopeless as far as medical is concerned, helpless as far as any help is concerned, and don't know that maybe standing right near you stands your healing just as close as it was to blind Bartimaeus. Maybe tonight you don't realize that standing right next to you is healing for your sickness, is joy for that depression. Is salvation for your lost soul. Standing right next to you tonight. I don't even believe it's something we have to guess about. Because I know the angel of the Lord is in this building even now. There is deliverance for each and every one of you. Whatever you have need of. Jehovah Jireh is here. Things have been bad for Bartimaeus. Blindness have robbed him of the life that he could have had. Blindness had turned him into a beggar. And blindness was his taskmaster. But all that was just about to change. He was about to have his moment. He was about to have his opportunity in his presence. And it was all about to change, not because a priest came walking by, not because a preacher came walking by or a minister, but because God Almighty, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was walking by. He was going to see the Messiah for himself. He was going to see him tonight. You have the opportunity to see him for yourself. Not mama's story, not daddy's story, not brother Tim's testimony, not brother Joe's testimony, but your own testimony, your own opportunity at a backside of the desert, burning bush experience, your healing, your deliverance, your salvation. You have that opportunity tonight, but some things will never change if you're not willing to cry out. Some things will never change if you just allow yourself to sit there as he moves past you. But here in this presence, wherever you find yourself right at this moment, know this, Jesus is passing by. 
He's passing by even now. No matter how dark it is, the stories are about to become a reality for you if you want them to. He was about to find out that blindness wasn't how he had to live. If you want to tonight, you can find out that depression isn't how you have to live. You can find out that salvation is for you tonight. You can find out that the Holy Ghost is for you tonight. You can find out that joy is for you tonight. You don't have to live for depression. You don't have to live beat down. You don't have to live walking around. Listen, you can find out tonight you're not going to commit suicide. You are going to walk in life. You are going to walk in victory. You are going to walk as an overcomer. You are not called in this age for death. You are not called in this age for the grave. You are called in this age, young person, to overcome, to take a rapture. You're not going to quit Listen to the lying spirit of the enemy. Find out tonight that life is for you. That he is passing by your way. And begin to lay claim to it and cry out to him. Jesus, have mercy on me. What would you have for me tonight? Lord, I need the Holy Ghost. Lord, I need to see. I need deliverance. I need freedom from this depression. Thy faith has saved thee. You have to move towards him tonight. Satan is warring against you to try to make you miss your opportunity. He's trying to get you to miss it. Because if it gets too far and you let it go and you walk out of the place and you walk out of this atmosphere. And you let that opportunity miss you, pass you by. So he's trying to war at you right now. It's just Wednesday night. Brother Aaron's just up there railing and going on. Just whatever. What am I doing tomorrow? I got this going on. So much has already happened this week and I got school tomorrow. And he's trying to make you miss your opportunity. But I say he's too late. I say it's too late because there's a people recognizing that I'm here and Jesus is here and he is the need supplier and he can take care of whatever I have need of and he's already calling you. It's too late because Satan may be whispering in your ear, but Jesus calls thee tonight. He's calling you tonight. I say constraining for yourself, constraining for your family, constraining for your needs, constraining for everything you have need of. That's exactly what Bartimaeus did. He seized the moment. Brother Bram says, and here he was sitting out there, shut off in a dark world along the side of, uh, along the side of him, run the Jericho road, running up to Jerusalem. The cobblestones in the road was well polished for many travelers going back and forth over the road, over the same road. Great warrior Joshua led the children of Israel many years before over the same road, walked Elijah and Elisha as they went to Jordan. No doubt this old blind beggar sitting there saying, in this dark world, if I'd only lived in the day when Elijah and Elisha passed by, I would have cried out and they would have prayed for me. How many of us had I'd have been in Brother Brown's meeting? He'd have called me out. He'd have prayed for me. Jesus is calling you out tonight. He's calling you tonight. He said they would have prayed for me and God would have given me my sight. But now all the people in the city and around say the days of miracles pass. But perhaps down in his heart, he believed that God still lived. Oh, how little did he know that just down the road come his deliverance. I wonder if that ain't our case tonight. I hope it is. You know, for Bartimaeus, it seemed like just another day of begging. It seemed like just another day in that blind condition. He made his way to that spot just like any other day. He wondered, would he receive anything today just like any other day? Would somebody give me a coin today or will I be passed by once again? 
You made your way tonight just like any other Wednesday. Sit where you normally sit unless somebody had your seat. Now you're in a bad mood. And you wondered, will I get anything today? I've been here before. Came like usual. Others seem to receive coins. Others seem to receive a handful on purpose. Others get blessings. Others get delivered. But could I possibly get something today or will I be passed by once again? Luke 18, 35. And it came to pass that as he was come nigh to Jericho, a certain blind man sat by the wayside begging. And hearing the multitude pass by, he asked what it meant. And they told him that Jesus of Nazareth passeth by. Brother Branham said, Blind Bartimaeus said, If I could only been sitting at this gate when the chief captain of the host of the Lord would have been standing there, I would have gotten my healing if I'd have just known that his presence was there. Little did he know that less than 200 yards from him, right there, came the same captain. The Lord Jesus, the captain of the host of the Lord. Then all of a sudden there was a noise. Isn't it most unusual that where Jesus is, there's usually a lot of noise? And we hear them coming out the gate screaming and some hollering, Hosanna to him that cometh in the name of the Lord. Others saying, thou mighty prophet of Galilee. And others saying, away with him. He's a witch. He's Beelzebub. He does nothing but deceive the people. He's a spiritualist. He's a mind reader. Away with such a hypocrite. And they were throwing at him overripe vegetables, I suppose. I can hear him as some saying one thing and the other and another and the great rush coming on. And do you know where Jesus is? There's usually a mixed multitude like that. It's always that way. There's a mixed multitude, some for him and some against him. But he comes walking on. I can see him as he walks quietly, a little frail looking body as he moved on up the side of the road. Some screaming one thing and another. And all of a sudden there comes a sharp voice that blind Bartimaeus can hear. And as I see him sitting there and he started to raise up and the crowd was pushing him over and he falls to his knees and he said, what's all this disturbance? Who is it passing by? Some of them pushing him off. Sit down. And finally, a kind-hearted lady bent down over the old beggar, kind of lifts him back to his feet and says, kind lady, would you be so good as to tell me what's all this rush and disturbance about? Oh, sir, perhaps you don't understand that this is that Galilean prophet that's going by. What Galilean prophet, my lovely lady? What Galilean prophet? I've never heard of such a one. It's Jesus of Nazareth, the son of David. Are you acquainted with the scriptures, blind sir? Oh, yes, I'm acquainted with the scriptures. I was just sitting here in the sun thinking about the great Jehovah God. Well, this man who's passing by is Jesus of Nazareth, his son, who heals the sick, who does good, kind things to people. Oh, you don't mean that's the son of David. Now he's too far gone down the road. I'll never be able to get through that mob. He's almost 100 yards to the road and then maybe 200 yards down the road. How will I ever do it? And that's where the enemy is in some of your ears tonight. He's too far gone. Your opportunity has already passed you by. He's too far away from you. You live too long in sin. You've done too many things. But if he is the son of David, the spirit of God is in him. And if he's the son of David, he can hear my cry. And he screams, oh, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And the scripture says that he cried, saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And they that went before him rebuked him that he should hold his peace. I find it amazing. Brother Branham talks about how there's no way he could have actually heard him. 
but he reached in that spirit world and his heart reached out and touched Jesus. So some people want to take that and say, well, I don't really have to cry out. He knows my heart and true. But I find it amazing that in the midst of the ruckus that Brother Branham described, people yelling, people shouting, people throwing things. It's an absolute mob. And yet Bartimaeus acted so loud that he disturbed the mob. This wasn't just Jesus. Jesus. Everybody was saying Jesus. Everybody, Jesus. 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 Jesus, I need you. This is his one chance. Jesus. To the point that the mob goes, sit down and shut up. He was out of order even to the mob. He didn't care. It was his chance. When it's your chance, why do you care what I care? Why do you care what I think? Why do you care what he thinks? It's your chance. It's your moment. It's your opportunity. Jesus. It's for you. Why do you care what the mob thinks? You know that same spirit's alive today? Oh, you're going there again? Yep. Yeah, let somebody begin to cry out and scream and let them cry out for deliverance. Well, there goes that emotion again. Why do you have to do it? Well, because it worked for Bartimaeus. Figured I'd give it a try. It worked for others. Let somebody get a little taste of freedom. Boy, you want to hear the chicken squawk. Let somebody get a little taste of freedom. Let somebody get healed. Let somebody get delivered from an evil spirit and begin to shout and scream and worship. Sit down. Shut up. Pentecostalism. Just respond to the word in order. What we need is sane and sensible. Just sit down and be sane and sensible. You're preaching all work up and emotion. I'm preaching freedom. Evening like Tabernacle 2022, I say be free. I say be free in church, be free in your life, be free in your worship. Don't worry about what I think, don't worry about what anybody thinks, be free. It's your opportunities, it's your moments, it's your predestinated times. Be free. The message that we preach brought freedom. It's 2022 and I'm not about to let them put my worship back in a denominational box of this is how it has to be. This is how sane and sensible and don't do this and don't do that. The message brought freedom, not bondage. So I choose to be free tonight. I choose to worship in spirit. I choose to shout. I choose to let the spirit move on me and move however he chooses to move me. That's how I choose to be in 2022. He's calling you tonight. Some of you have been wanting the same thing and now you're being called to a freedom of worship even tonight. You're being called to be let loose in the, in the atmosphere of the Holy Spirit. He's calling you to praise him with your whole heart. He's calling you to praise him with everything. He deserves your everything. He's calling you.
on you to forget about your need for control and step out into the realms of the Holy Spirit and let him have control. That's not who I am. I'm not worried about who you are. It's about who he is and what he's done and his spirit moving through a congregation. Why do they have to get all excited? Maybe if you understood where they come from. You know, people not in the battle don't understand. People not fighting things don't get it. Maybe if you knew the silent wars and their deepest struggles. Maybe if you saw the tears at night as they lay in the bed and the heartaches. Maybe if you felt their hurts and you would actually rejoice with them when they found freedom. Rejoice with them when they found peace. I don't understand why they have to act that way. I had a young person say in one of our church services, this is the only place I don't hurt. It's the only place I don't hurt. Because of scars and torments and anxieties and fears. I'm sorry if they want to get free in worship. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm not going to hold it against them if they want to dance and shout and run. You know how you overcome that spirit? Join them. You want to overcome that critical spirit and understand what it's all about? Join them one time. Rejoice in their victory. Rejoice in their overcoming. Rejoice in their salvation. Better yet, get your own and rejoice in your salvation. Rejoice in your victory. Rejoice! Spirit begins to move. Move with it. We got something to rejoice about more than any other people. We've heard a call in this day. Oh, come on. The enemy went and put you in a pen. Bound you up. Said this is where you have to live. This is the condition you have to live with. This is what you are. These are your problems. This is what you must eat. This is your sickness. Lukewarm is all you're ever going to be. This is how you have to worship. But tonight, Mama Eagle's calling. Mama Eagle's coming and he's calling you tonight. He's calling you tonight and you're beginning to realize that there ain't a fence high enough to hold you. There ain't a pen big enough to keep you bound down. Oh, come on, church. Set your wings a little bit this evening. Set your wings a little bit and jump up on a fence post, as Brother Branham would say. Say, Brother Aaron, I don't know how to fly. That's okay. Just jump up on the fence post a little bit. Just get up on the fence post and start flopping your wings a little bit. I don't know how to fly. Doesn't matter. The chicken's going to get mad at you anyway. Get up there and begin to worship. Oh, I can't worship with all that noise. Woo, Jesus! I can't hear the preacher when they're doing all that shouting. Jesus! Oh, you're making it dusty in my pen. Jesus! I'm sorry, Mr. Chicken. But I've just heard from my heavenly father. My heavenly father said I can be free. He said I can be saved. He said I can be healed. He said I can have my family. Jesus. Glory. Jesus. You know, chickens and eagles heard the same scream. They was in the same church service. 
Eagle jumped up on the fence post, began making dust fly everywhere, shouting, chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Chickens. Always squawking. Chicken, what's all that noise? Can't feed with all that screaming going on. You know, I find it amazing that they couldn't stand the fact that Bartimaeus didn't have church order. They would have rather him sit there silent and blind. And there's churches around this message today that would rather you sit there silent in church order and be bound with every demon of hell, every pornography. But as long as you sit there and you sit there and act right and act like this is church and this is how it's supposed to be. And they're bound and they, they can't have any freedom and they can't get loose. And the Bartimaeus stands up to say, Jesus, they sit down, sit down. No, not even like tabernacle. No, I say get loose. I say get free. I say be delivered. If you got to shout, shout. If you got to jump, jump. you to sit down lukewarm and just say I believe the message no Bartimaeus believed that was the son of God he believed this was the message that's why he cried out that's what caused him to scream out this is my moment this is my time the one that I have need of is passing by sit down shut up can't do it why are you getting so excited Because it's my opportunity. It's my moment. I've heard from that other ram. He told me depression don't have a hold on me. He told me that he was calling me out of my grief. He told me that he was calling me out of my sickness into health. He told me that he was calling me to a refilling of the Holy Ghost in 2022. And I'm going to respond to it. Brother Brown said, he's your father. He loves you. And his nest stirring time has already come. But we need another jump. We got to the barnyard post, but we need to get free so we can just ride on his wings for our first solo flight. What a joy it will be when that great final day comes. Those who know how to jump and flop their wings Those who know how to do it, someday he shall come. The great eagle of the sky shall come in glory. And he will spread forth his great power, the Holy Spirit. And those who are magnetized to it shall take a ride for eternity forever. You know, we got this cancel culture that seems to be a thing these days. Even in the message, there seems to be a message cancel culture. So they want to cancel the moving of the spirit. Look, I believe in cancel culture in the message. I believe it's time to cancel the devil. I believe it's time to cancel formal church services. I believe it's time to cancel intellectual lectures that have no life in them but produce nothing but death. I believe we cancel those things. And here's how you do it. Luke 18, 39. But he cried so much the more. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. It was his moment. It was his time. And he didn't care who was around. He didn't care if he seemed fanatic. Brother Branham says, there's his first and last chance. He'll never pass that way again. That's his only hope. 
How do we know that tonight? That there isn't men and women sitting here that's your only hope. He may never pass this way again. Mark 10, 49. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man saying unto him, be of good comfort. Rise, he calleth thee. Brother and the devil says it's not for me tonight. Rise, he calleth thee. I'm so full of fear. Rise, he calleth thee. I'm so wrapped up in worldly things. Rise, he calleth thee. I need more of God this year, Brother Aaron. Rise, he's calling you tonight. I want to know him like never before. Rise, he calleth thee. He's calling you out tonight. Don't let that go past you. He's calling you tonight. You are in his presence right now. And he's calling you right now. It doesn't really matter how wrapped up you are. It doesn't really matter what condition you're in. I feel so dead inside. Listen, you're no more dead than Lazarus was. He was four days dead. He was four days dead when Jesus came on the scene. Look, I want to say something to, to even like Tabernacle tonight to encourage us as we go forward. And I've, and I've dealt with this other places, but I want to tell you this. Maybe this isn't for you tonight. Maybe you're sitting there and your Christian life is as pristine as it can be. Maybe there's nothing holding you, no chains on your life. Maybe you're well in mind, well in body, well in spirit, saved, sealed, and all is right in your world. Congratulations. I don't believe you, but congratulations. But you still got a role to play in this service. Because see, Jesus came to call Lazarus' name. But if we'll look in John eleven twenty eight, 28. It says, and when she had said so, she went her way and she called Mary, her sister, secretly saying, the master is come and calleth for Thee. Now you may be sitting there tonight going, oh, I know exactly who this is for. Well, my son, he's been battling this and my daughter and oh, that family over there, they need you. Well, if that's your attitude, you need it worse than they do. But let me stay on track. And you recognize that it's for somebody else. Listen, Mary and Martha knew that he was there and that Lazarus was the one in need in that moment. But the master called her. You still have a part to play in this service. He's calling your name in this service because, see, there was a stone that needed rolling away. How about we start coming to the services and start rolling stones away from tombs? How about we come and we begin to pray and we begin to call on the name of the Lord. And we begin to push that stone that we know is over that tomb. Push that stone that's holding your brother. Push that stone that's holding your children. Push that stone. We want to see healing. We want to see deliverance. We want salvation. And yet what are we doing to accommodate it? There are stones that need to be pushed. That person right there is all bound up. Is there any hope? Didn't seem like there was any hope for Lazarus. But there was a stone that needed to be rolled. And once that stone was moved out of the way, there was a name about to be called. And there was a name that went down. 
down into that tomb, down into the de depths of the dead, down into the regions wherever Lazarus was at, and he heard his name called. But it was because somebody else had helped push and roll a stone out the way. We got to start gathering in 2022, pushing with all our might together, shoulder to the wheel, shoulder to the stone. Let's move this stone. Let's see resurrection life. Let's see salvation. Let's see the Holy Ghost. I'm going to push on this stone tonight with everything that's in me. That way names can be called. Resurrections can take place. Maybe you're sitting here tonight just like Bartimaeus. You've been taught right. But something's come in and caused blindness. You can't see yourself being saved. You can't see yourself being delivered. You can't see yourself being free. See, one thing I've learned is that the devil wants to make you think that his oppression and his sickness and his depression and those things are permanent. He wants to make you feel like they're unending. And when you feel like something's unending, I'll say this not to make a joke, but to make a point. Christmas Eve, I had a kidney stone. You know what makes it so bad? You don't know when it's ever going to end. If you told me in two hours this is going to pass, I got this. It ain't going to be fun, but I got this. That's the thing with the trial. You don't know when it's going to end. And so he wants you to think it's permanent, that it's forever, because in forever you begin to give up hope. About four o'clock on Christmas Eve, I gave up hope. I said, that's all I got. I got to go to the hospital. The whole time I was like, I can do this. I can pass this. No. no my wife and the kids and I, I joked about it. this ain't really how it went, but they were on their way out to celebrate Christmas with Brother Tim. I said, I don't want to ruin Christmas for everybody. So y'all just dropped me off at the emergency room. So they barely slowed down. Door opened up. I fell out and I just went on to have Christmas. <laughs> My mama came up there to be with me. <laughs> I told that nurse. <laughs> I said, I, I wasn't being very tough, y'all. I know that shocks you. <laughs> I told that nurse, I said, I'm trying to be tough. She said, son, I ain't never seen a tough man with a kidney stone. It's okay. <laughs> I said, you don't know Daryl Baxter. That man's tough. That man's tough. But he wants you to think that his oppression and his trials are permanent. That your sickness is forever. And that's where Bartimaeus was. But the time was fast approaching where he wasn't going to be blind no more. What am I telling you tonight? The time's fast approaching that you ain't got to be depressed anymore. That your loved one ain't going to be lost no more. That you're not going to walk around burdened down anymore because the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is passing through the building. It's not a permanent situation. You're not permanently lost. You have not missed your day of grace. You do not have to stay sick forever. You can be free tonight. You can be set free tonight because Jesus is in the building. Nothing that Satan does is permanent. Nothing Satan does is eternal. But the works of my God, they are forever. They are fraternal. They are permanent. They hold. The anchor holds when it grabs on. He won't let you go. Satan tries to hold and he tries to bind and he can't hold you. But once that anchor holds it'll never let go. He's calling you tonight. We begin to wrap this up. I want us to look at Bartimaeus' response to the call. Mark 10 
and 50. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. Now, I want us to focus in on this real good as we come down. Notice that it says he cast away his garment. This was important enough for the scripture to take note of it. Because this is no small thing. This is no little thing because it was a declaration of freedom. It was a declaration of I'm leaving that life behind and I'm never going back to it ever again. It was declaring to the world what was about to happen before it ever happened. Is there people here tonight that can declare to the world things that are about to happen before they ever happen? The things that you're wanting to see in 2022 and you can begin to testify and declare that those things are going to happen. You see that coat that he threw away had to be worn in order to legally beg. It was a beggar's garment. And you had to wear it in order to be allowed to collect alms. It qualified you as an alms collector. It identified you as a beggar. It was his identification that I am in a bound condition. That I can't make it. That I can't overcome. That I need these alms to survive. Listen, he didn't take it and fold it neatly and fold it nicely and put it there. And that way, in case something don't happen here, I can come back to it. In case I don't get the Holy Ghost that I'm seeking tonight, I can come back to it. In case I don't get delivered, I've got it set right there. But he took that beggar's garment and he said, 2022, I don't need this anymore. And he threw it aside and it was a declaration. I will not beg anymore. I will not be defeated anymore. But something's about to happen. Something's about to change. Something is going to be changed forever. It's a declaration of freedom. I don't need these slave clothes anymore. I don't need these grave garments anymore. Hallelujah. Before Jesus had ever even spoke to him, he said, from this time on, I will no longer beg. I'm about to get my eyesight. You got to come tonight with the same attitude. This is it. This is it. It's over. It's finished. I'm not going back to it. I'm not going back to it. We are closing. I'm not going to wear this lie of oppression anymore. I'm not going to walk under this condemnation any longer. I'm not going to wear lukewarmness as my daily garment any longer. The coat of sin is being cast aside tonight. See, the devil wants to identify you with your affliction. Identify you as a beggar. See, he doesn't call your name. He tries to change your name. He does all he can to keep you from hearing your name. So he calls you things and as long as you respond to it, he'll keep calling you that. But take that robe off tonight. He's trying to bring confusion to try to change your identity. He put labels on you, labels of failure, labels of sickness, labels of suicide, garments that would identify you with sin. Young people, just for a minute. He tries to offer you drinks of his water. Water that does nothing but keep you thirsty for more. There's a thirst on the inside of all of us. And the only real truth thirst quencher is God. 
See, that was what was wrong with the woman at the well. She was so thirsty. She didn't know how to quench that thirst. She wanted somebody to love her. She wanted someone to accept her. She wanted to belong. She wanted to have friends. All good things. But she began to drink of the water offered by the enemy. Don't drink that water. If we had time tonight and I could spend time describing to you the scars. As I was saying to one of my friends the other day. Sometimes young people will look at a minister and somebody and everything they went through and say, oh, but look, they turned out okay. You can't understand the scars and the heartaches and even the torment that you will go through. Yes, you may be saved. You will be saved. But what I'm trying to get you to do is don't drink that water tonight. There are things that you're, you may recover from and you may have eternal life and become a wonderful Christian person. But those things are hindrances in your life the rest of your life. There are struggles and there are trials and there are mind battles. And that water leaves you thirsty and it leaves you scarred and it leaves you with broken homes and it leaves you with addictions and it leaves you with death. And so many of us don't know how to quench that thirst. But I'm telling you, the thirst quencher is calling you tonight. He calleth thee. He's calling you and some of you are so thirsty you don't know how to quench it. So you try social media and you search for likes and you search for followers and you search for validation and vindication in that way. And you're so thirsty so you put on garments of worldly music or you try the garments of drugs or you slip on immoral clothes that scream I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty. I need attention. I need, I need validation. I need people to like me. I need to be accepted. I'm thirsty. And that drink does nothing but leave you more thirsty. And it leads you here and it leads you there. And the whole time you're picking up new regrets and you're picking up new scars and new pains. And the, here's a temporary joy for just a moment. But then it's followed by loads of sadness and guilt and then thoughts of suicide. And yet the whole time there's a thirst quencher calling you. He's calling you tonight. And you're thirsty and you know you need that drink. You can throw that garment off tonight. If you've been in that water, you can throw that garment off tonight. Because they become more than garments, they become chains. And the woman at the well had completely lost her identity. She was no more that lovely little girl that grew up on her daddy's knee. That sweet little child, she wasn't that no more. She was an unclean woman who no one would even associate with. And that was the garment that she had to wear on a daily basis. That was her identity. Because in search for acceptance, she had found emptiness and loneliness. But see, there was a thirst quencher who had need to go by Samaria. And you may not be in the condition of the woman at the well tonight, but there was a thirst quencher who had need to come by Evening Light Tabernacle tonight for your need. And he's coming to meet you at the well tonight. And one moment in his presence. And all those things... They were no longer her identity. They became her testimony that led others to the thirst quencher. The drink that he gave her, not only was it enough for her, but it overflowed her soul to the point that she wanted others to have it. And she was no longer bound and ashamed and tormented, but she could run into the city. And those things that she used to be so ashamed of, she said, hey, y'all know all those things I did? All those things I did? 
You know those things that used to identify me? Come see a man. Come see a man who took that all away. Come see a man who changed my life. Come see a man. And what does he say to that city? He's calling you too. He's calling you. And he's calling each and every one of us tonight to take a drink of that water. Whatever you're dealing with tonight, whatever it's called, anxiety, fear, unbelief, lukewarmness, whatever it is, it's a cruel taskmaster. And it's trying to hold you and say, this is who you are. And he's trying to tell you that you just can't be free. And he's even convinced a lot of you that you have an evil spirit. And Brother Branham is asking question and answers. I can't give over completely to Jesus. Have I an evil spirit? Brother Brown says, I don't think that you're possessed of an evil spirit. I think an evil spirit anoints you with those thoughts to make you think that you cannot surrender yourself to God. When, let me show you something. Why would you want to surrender to him? Because there's something out there calling to you to surrender. It's a very good sign that you ought to surrender yourself. It's a very good sign. Stand together with me, if you will. Satan is trying his best in this service to keep you from crying out. Because Jesus has been here and he is here. And he's moving through this audience even now for your need. Brother Aaron, I don't have a bunch of sin in my life. That's fine. You have needs. We all do. None of which will be met if we don't move. And we don't cry out. He's telling you you're fine. Stay quiet. Don't move. Ah, He can't keep it quiet forever. He can't hold you down forever. Because he calleth thee. He's calling you in this service even now. Brother Branham says God's seen you before the foundation of the world. He's seen you a human being like you are. And though there come a million years yet. There's nothing can keep you from coming back to that perfect image. That God ordained for you in the beginning. Strangers they will not follow. There's one voice calling you. But the great shepherd's calling you tonight. It's calling you for more. Luke 18 41. Saying what wilt thou that I shall do unto thee? That's why he's asking you tonight. What wilt thou that I shall do unto thee? And he said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, receive thy sight. Thy faith has saved thee. And immediately he received his sight and followed him glorifying God. He's calling you tonight. What's he calling me to, Brother Aaron? I'm not a blind man. Calling you to salvation. Calling you to joy. Calling you to peace. Calling you to a deeper consecrated walk. Calling you to the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Calling you to deliverance from fear. Calling you out of depression into joy. Calling you to take back your time that you've let the enemy rob from you. Back into a real heartfelt relationship with Almighty God. Calling you to deeper depths and higher heights. He's calling Evening Light Tabernacle to step up. Play the part you've been called to play.
Well, I didn't ask for it. None of us asked for where we're at. Play your part. We minister, I don't mean we, we minister to the world. Play your part. He's calling you to play your part. Young people, when you go to another camp, play your part. Have the reputation of when they show up, great things happen because they know how to worship. They come for the right reason. When Evening Light Tabernacle shows up on a Wednesday night, and you do, you're the most wonderful congregation I've found in the world. But play your part. Give it your all in 2022. He's calling you to it. He's called you to this moment. The devil said you wasn't going to make it. I'm still here. And he's calling you to even more. What an opportunity we have, not just tonight. Yes, tonight, but in this coming year. Don't let him walk on by. Don't let him pass you by in any service. Say, Jesus. Can you say it with me tonight, Jesus? Have mercy on me. Lord, I need you tonight. Father, that's the desire of our heart. Lord, we need you tonight, Father. Lord, tonight we can be of good cheer because you call us. Sick and afflicted, be of good cheer tonight. He calleth thee. Lost, be of good cheer tonight. He calleth thee. Depressed, be of good cheer tonight. He calleth thee. Bound and oppressed. Oh, Brother Aaron, I don't even have the strength to cry out. One night there was a man in the tombs. In his heart, he just whispered, Jesus. The scripture says when Bartimaeus called out that Jesus stopped. Evening like tabernacle, be of good cheer. He has stopped. He has turned towards you. And I'll tell you now, be of good cheer. He calleth thee. But now... Thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel. Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by name. Thou art mine. It's 2022. I just feel to open up the altars. He's calling you tonight. If you want to come just start the new year off by talking it over with him, I invite you to do so. If you just want to come just for a moment and just tell him, Lord, I'm here to consecrate my life to you. I'm here once again, Lord Jesus, just to let the devil know I'm still here. I'm coming just to show the world what side I'm on. We can start the new year off by responding to his call. He calleth thee. He calleth thee. He calleth thee. You don't know my circumstance. I'm too far gone. He calleth thee. I've been living a life of sin for years now. He calleth thee. I've been lukewarm. I've backslid. I'm not where I need to be. He calleth thee. What a God of mercy, a God of grace. 
and he's passing by your way tonight and he calleth thee for whatever you have need of. We start this year off, Lord Jesus. Lord, not making some New Year's pledge or New Year's resolution. But Lord, we're just responding to your call. Lord, you've called our hearts tonight. You've moved on our hearts tonight. You've spoken our hearts tonight. Lord, and you've called us to higher places and deeper depths. Lord, you've called us to great responsibilities. Lord, you've called us, Lord, to faith. You've called us to healing. Lord, you've called us out of grief into joy. Lord, you've called us to throw the robes aside, Lord, that have been identifying us. Lord, and we're just responding to that call tonight, Lord Jesus. Lord, the cry of my heart is more consecration to you. Lord, forgive me of slackness. Lord, forgive me of wasted time, I pray. Lord, may I throw that robe aside. Lord, may a new fire, a rekindling. Lord, may that robe of the baptism of the pillar of fire wrap so tight in my home, in my life, on my children. But Lord, let it start with me. Lord, I'm crying out, Lord, for a deeper relationship. Lord, but what I recognize is, is you've been there all the time. And you've been calling me. And you've been calling me. But tonight I want to respond. Say, Jesus. Jesus. Have mercy on me. Lord, I need you. Lord, the world is struggling. Sickness and death and dying. Lord, your enemy is going around. Lord, seeking whom he may devour. But Lord, by your grace tonight, we declare we're still here. And by your grace, we shall continue to march on. Lord, we need you more than ever. Lord, I invite you to move in the hearts of every man and woman and child in this building. Lord, you know the needs, you know the desires. Lord, and you have provided... It's never too late. Lord Jesus, you're on your way to Calvary. The final moments of your life here on earth when Bartimaeus called out to you. Here we are in the closing of time and you're still walking by our way. It's not too late for our children. It's not too late for those whose lives have become clouded over. It's not too late to turn the backslider around. It's not too late. Lord, because you're still calling. Lord, I know you're calling because you laid it on my heart that you calleth me. Lord, I pray that every heart here tonight find the peace and the answers in you, Lord, for you are the answer. And Lord, as we leave this place, I pray that each and every one of us will throw off that garment and begin to testify of things before we even see it. Declare into the world 2022. This year, this day, this moment, I start a new life. I'm leaving that road behind. I'm not going back to it no matter what. That's the cry of our heart tonight. Lord, I give you thanks and praise that you called and beckoned to us tonight. Lord, that you've drawn these people. Lord, that you've drawn my heart. We respond now, Lord Jesus. We say thank you.
Lord, and what we know is by the reading of the scripture that there was a call, then there was a responding, and then there was needs that were met. That's where we're at now, Lord. We receive that. Lord, we receive our sight. We receive our healing in the name of Jesus. We receive that refilling of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We receive that freedom of worship. We receive that joy. We receive freedom from condemnation. There is now therefore no condemnation. Lord Jesus, we receive you tonight, Father. Lord, in this atmosphere, I'd like to ask, Lord, if I have one alt, one thing in my heart towards anybody, Lord, you forgive me, Lord, I pray. Lord, I don't mean that. Lord, just here, Lord, Brother Branham talking about perfect love. That's all that could enter there. Lord, forgive me. Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. Lord, anything, any hurt that I've allowed to become any kind of wound and fester. Lord, at the beginning of this year, I lay it all down. Start fresh and new. Lord, and you're the only one who can do that. You're the only one who can bring that freshness, that newness of life, that revival in our heart, that love. Lord, help us to recognize when we rub shoulders with the men and women of Evening Light Tabernacle who we're rubbing shoulders with. Lord, not that we lift ourselves up, but this is the purchase of your blood. May we treat one another as so. Help us, Father, I pray. Lord, we leave it all with you. We lay it all down and we leave 2021 behind. Lord, we walk into this new year, Lord, not just to make it, but to come as overcomers. Thank you, Lord Jesus.
可。